What, too soon? Oh, she hadn't acted since 1994. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll interrupt your intro, bitch. It's our intro. Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Yeah, boy, that's right, that's right. Episode 269, Tony, in your face, Correct. coming at you. Badboyspodcast.com, oh. randomly rant on all things movies. They ain't nothing but a G thing. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always, two low-def beep going crazy. And rounding out the posse is... Tony, a.k.a. MCP. I have no idea what you guys are quoting. Oh, man. Don't remember. And, uh, and it sounds familiar, and, but I don't... Oh, I can't... Oh, I can't God, I was hoping he was going to fucking finish. And Nothing but I'm a G the white no, guy. And then your, the lyrics will come back to you. Yeah, you're pale. Yeah, you are fired. Tony, you know friend. that song. You have the chronic. You don't have the chronic album. Not Wait, anymore. okay, Harley. How about this? What is the third line? Then after that, <laughs> I'll put him. On Death the Row is the label that pays Damn. me. Damn, unfadeable. So please don't try to fade this. See, see, Tony. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I remember. <laughs> I remember as a kid. So we were living on Hoover Street, right? You were the so. Ghetto? No, yeah, we're in like fucking whitest neighborhood of Oceanside. I remember, I remember picking you up in my Impala. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, this is like the year I met you. I'm like 12 or some shit, right? I'm the whitest kid in California. Like, you can't get any whiter than me. I'm so white. I'm pushing an electric uh, uh, lawnmower in the backyard, right? And I had a portable CD player. Now, this is, again, this is like early, early 90s. But I saved up all my money, all my, all my money that I was, that I got from working at my mom's shop on the summertime. This is, this, this is, uh, what I did on the summer or over the weekend. Uh, selling weed. 20, 20 years ago. No, no, there were, oh. there was no selling weed. Oh. You had um, a pager? No, that was several years later. Oh, that's when you started. So, selling. Yeah, yeah, that's when I started selling weed. Uh, <laughs> dope man, dope I'm, man. I'm. I remember listening to Dr. Dre's "The Chronic," pushing the electric lawnmower, and yelling the lyrics <laughs> to the album. <laughs> and we had neighbors behind us and to the side, and I can just imagine the neighbors listening to twelve-year-old Harley rap. The lyrics, unedited, to mm-hmm. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. And your mom had no last... idea you were listening to that album. Uh, you know, she probably, she probably did. She probably didn't know the extent of how vulgar she, she that now. music was. She does now. Um, <laughs> but my mom was a hippie mom, and she was like, "Ah, it's just music. Let the kids listen to it." <laughs> there you go. You know. So, um, thank you, mom. And um, yeah, so yeah, that was my uh, that was my weekend twenty years ago. Oh, it's just just stroll down left. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
I know. And then Doggy Style. How many times did you listen to Doggy Style? You know what? It's funny because Doggy Style I never owned. I never got. What and, is uh, that right? Yeah, yeah. It was weird. I you know, you know the you know the songs or no? Hmm. Yeah, obviously all the singles right, are the right. most. The well, you know, all, you know all the skits of the Chronic then too, right? <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Twenty five dollar um, pyramid. <laughs> We go yeah, into yeah. Compton, <laughs> me, me a pair of socks. Right. Oh my god, I forgot. Jesus Christ! Remember how they had that fall off with Easy E, and then the video they're making mm-hmm. fun of them. Yeah. So it was funny. I was watching YouTube videos today, and then uh, and then I was like, "Well, let's look at the videos of now." And I'm gonna let me go back to the videos of like then. Like now, you have women in bathing suits and thongs just twerking throughout the video. Their ass is hanging mm-hmm. right. And in fact, then you had them maybe a bikini top. And some short shorts, but never like that was it. Not too revealing, right? The time it was revealing is when that chick was playing volleyball and that guy went behind her and pulled her top off. <laughs> Nothing but a G oh, thing video. Was, that, right. I thought it was in a Tupac video. Oh no, he was grabbing some booty. But again, then not too much skin. You know, <laughs> if you saw a thong, it was one of those really long ones that went all the way to the back of their arch. It was like what? what yeah, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. You know, they were attached to the front too. It was really weird. Uh-huh. But that was it. You know, you only got that much. Now it's just like just fucking flaunt. You're, you you can see their liver. You can see. Yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. beef curtains, everything. It's just you know, I don't, mean, gra- said, I don't mean to be graphic, but said, you get the idea. Said beef you get the curtains. idea. You get to see all of Hope Solo beef bikini pictures if you get my drift. If you know what I'm talking. I think about. that's the name of this week's podcast. Oh boy, that's just gross. <laughs> but uh, we are going to be talking about movies. I want to yeah, what segue kind over. of movies? Well, you know, we're talking about a little, a little. Uh, what are we going to be talking about, Tony? I'm already confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I just think of. I'm just seeing a bunch of butts twerking in my face. Yeah, I lost yeah. all control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially me <laughs> looking them up. Uh, we're gonna review uh, Inherent Vice That's and right. Friday the Thirteenth, the 2009 right. remake. Speaking of titties, one yeah. of those movies had titties. Yeah, Actually, both of them had titties. So it was, I'd say it was a good week. I'd say it was a successful win. A round of applause, guys. I feel, I feel we don't get enough titties in our movies we wa- we'd be watching. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that picture, Tony? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. We don't we don't watch a lot of garbage on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, you just uh, gonna have titties? It's gotta be garbage. Well, I mean, explain. I will explain during the review of these films. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. See, see, Tony so now, film. Now that's a challenge. Has- I need Tony to find film has classy boobies. Classy boobies. I gotta boobies look it up. Gotta have find. fat, big old fat titties. See, that's the difference, right, Harley? Yep. <laughs> His films have classy, like nipple, you know, barely nipples, side boobage. When when movies just have everything, we get like everything. Eyes wide shut type of movie is what I'm. Ex- exactly. Straight orgies up in there. We get you get nasty vet freak calling me. Can't be having it. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> threw that's a out. The, that's we're gonna, we're gonna review movies that Yvette, Yvette would watch. <laughs> oh man! Oh, we'll also find out the winner of the movie fantasy league, fantasy movie league. That's right, Bad Boys Podcast Edition. Yeah, we got with, to, our, uh, with our two new members, but I didn't see them in their entries. I got one entry. One of them um, forgot. Oh, who would that be? <clears throat> Does it rhyme with Laney? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Laney. Last place for this week. 
Yeah, yeah but you, you are the weakest link. You, you gotta in, you gotta enter. Yeah, that that's how it works, huh, Tony? That's right. Explain the rules again, really quick, in case you didn't know. Every week before Friday at nine a.m., you pick movies that are coming out that weekend um, to fill your screens, your eight screens, and you just try and pick the ones that are probably bringing the most money. And you have a thousand dollars to spend every week, and each movie costs money to to play in your theater. So you just buy the movies, screen them, and hope for the best. That's right. So fantasymovieleague.com, uh, right? And you just look up Bad Boys Podcast. Fantasymovieleague.com. Yep, Bad Boys Podcast is our group. Password is BBP. One, two, three. So two, three. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. So get on it, folks. What are y'all doing? You know, see if you can dethrone Harley. I'm a fucker. You can't win if well, you don't play. I, well, I lost last time. Oh, that's right. Tony beat me. So oh, that's right. Yeah. You were on a tear. That's right. I, did, I think could... I won. I think I won two weeks in a row. You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, well, let's see if, yeah so let's see if Tony uh, is the remain champion. If he can go back to back. Let's see if poor me uh, can I looked actually at, make I looked the at, Yeah, I looked at box office mojo, and I looked at it, and I said, oh, fuck, I think I fucked up. <laughs> well, we'll find so, out later tonight. I, <laughs> I have a feeling I didn't do that well. But before that, Harley had the task to choose the homework for us this week, and he went with a little movie called Inherit Vice. Yeah. Paul so, Thomas Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you pointed out Paul Thomas Anderson, and he's an interesting uh, – Harley, what has he board, done? What's, what's he done? Borderline eccentric filmmaker. Um, he's made two classics – uh, Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood. For all I'm concerned, those are two classic films. Um, his last movie was uh, some old bullshit with uh, The Master, and it starred uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and um, it was sort of like a like a like a shitty documentary of Scientology. And he also did Magnolia, which I didn't care for. But another one of his earlier films, Punch Drunk Love, with Adam Sandler, was a, a film that I enjoyed a lot. So he's kind of like, uh, he's batting 50-50 in a couple of his films, especially Boogie Nights, obviously, is essentially his first, um, you know, big, big film, uh, big surprise hit, and um, it's a classic for most. And then There Will Be Blood, which was, he did shit now, it's pushing... Uh, seven years ago um was another classic and a lot of that probably had to do with with um daniel day lewis's so um since the master in 2012 two years later he does inherent vice and he brings back joaquin phoenix and uh, this is based on a thomas uh uh pincon uh novel i'm probably fucking up the the uh, Pinchon, that's Pinchon. probably, but that's probably, my whiteness probably was just shown there, so that's probably better. And, uh, this is the first, um, Thomas Pinchon, um, novel that's been transferred to the screen. Was that and, right? Uh, I heard they're really hard to, uh, it looks like put on screen. Pinchon. 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 That makes sense. That makes Pinchon? sense. Pinchon. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, and, um, I I'm can go see with, why I'm gonna go with Pinchon. BJ, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, there you go. and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say, I'm not surprised why none of his novels have made the screen. 
What is that? Oh. Um, he's moving up for this one. Okay, so you know how we watch a lot of movies? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them are kind of a grind to finish? Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That happens. That and happens. This, one's, this one's like two and a half hours long, which I had no idea. Um, this movie was such a grind to finish. I Let me just did. put it this way. I started it last Sunday. I just finished it five minutes. I just finished it five minutes ago. Well, motherfucker, I applaud you for finishing it because I couldn't even finish the goddamn thing. I literally, I said I watched an hour and I need an air horn. I need that dance hall horn. Oh, that's an achievement right there. I watched an hour and a half of this movie before I said I've had enough. Paul Thomas Anderson dance hall horn. <laughs> Love it. Can you believe Tony, are you just like dumbfounded, flabbergasted? Yeah, a little bit. Right? Mhm. I can't even I can't believe this this had Harley's you Did know, you get did you make it as far to the titty? Yeah. That's yeah. what matters. Did you make it to the part with one woman kisses another woman and then it's implied proceeds to perform oral sex off screen? Yes. Yeah, I I got well past that. Absolutely. Masturbation and oral sex are implied in a few other scenes. This, other this references include signs showing the services provided at a brothel, <laughs> of a nude woman on a wall, and a crude painting of a nude woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's rated R. That's that's beside okay. the point. Just, okay, you just want to make sure. Check it out on Wikipedia. Inherent mm-hmm. vice. The term inherent vice refers to a property of or defect in a physical object that causes it to deteriorate due to the fundamental instability of its components. In the legal sense, inherent vice may make an item an unacceptable risk to a carrier or insurer. I would call this film an inherent vice. Not only is the title, but it is also an inherent vice. It is it is so difficult to fucking watch because... I don't know what it, the fuck you're talking about. I was having a blast during this film. It was really yes. Oh, okay. Well, well you hold, hold on. Yeah, real quick, because I gotta ask Harley. So, is this the first time you've ever like not finished a movie? Like you couldn't just you you just couldn't. I, I mean, not besides not, not not like where I chose like a terrible like a, you know like a really bad bad movie to make fun I, of or anything, but like I finished the room. Right. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's I, all I you finished had. the Shit, room. Anthony, that's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Tony, proceed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Tony, what it, interesting. Tony's it, fucking having a ball over here. Well, I think it's a combat. I like, I like, um, because it starts off right in the middle of him in this mystery. It's like, what the fuck's going on, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, the girl shows up and he's surprised. It. Like, are you? Fuck and she says, "Are you hallucination?" No, she's like, "No." She says, "I'm not a hallucination." Blah blah blah. It's like, all right, all right, I, I got that. But it starts off with that one girl kind of talking. Mm-hmm. You know, leading into the film, um, which t- which Harley usually loves narration. Yeah, yeah, it's like a narration, and that narration kept me going through the film. Like I, I liked it throughout the film because it was like it was his internal dialogue. Like she was just he was like narrating his own life in the in the film. Like it was he even references the narrator in the film. Like it's just somebody that exists. It's almost like it's a it's his real life hallucination. 
you know, like a like beautiful mind where he's got those people that he sees. This is mm-hmm. his person that he sees that exists in his life. It's like imaginary friend. Um, and I kind of liked that aspect of it because it made I, I kind of latched onto it right at the beginning. I was like, this guy's fucking nuts. But he's he's got this job as a private investigator and everybody knows him. He's is so and everybody's using him like they all go to him to investigate. So it's like he must be good at his job. Um, and he and he does seem to pick up on, you know, the, the, the mystery and the hints and follows leads and what. But he's a fucking pothead, you know, so it's got mm-hmm. that aspect to it where he's just kind of a fuck up hippie um, that makes it that adds an, a fun factor to it to me. Like, it's not just straight mystery drama. And so yeah, the. The the filmmaker said he really wanted to make a Cheech and Chong film. It, yeah, it was a Cheech and Chong, but Cheech was in his head. <laughs> so he yeah. was just going around by yeah, himself. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I w- I was enjoying it. Um, there were several parts that I paused and rewound, and like I, I want to hear this part again, or just to make sure I caught it correctly, like ex- what they were saying. Like I didn't so want to miss something. So it took you sixteen hours to finish the film. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably. Um, I watched it today um, by myself, so I have no idea if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm crazy or not. I didn't get mm-hmm. the validation, but yeah, no, I I was enjoying it. It, it there's the the drug hippie pothead aspect of it just added like the fun. There was a lot of little comedic moments that I, I was like, it, that's funny. Like I recognized it was funny, um, but it it wasn't really laugh out loud humor. I think I only like really laughed out loud once. Maybe twice, like a chuckle. I, um, I but did I appreciated laugh out it. loud once during the film. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I think the the hallucination aspect of it, the sort to Leger or whatever that girl, the narrator at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm pretty sure that aspect of it is what kept me interested in the film mm-hmm. because it made it a little surreal. Like throughout the throughout the film, there were a lot of parts where I was like, "Is this real or is he hallucinating?" Like, did he, you did you follow the film? Did yeah. you like understand what was going on? Mm-hmm. So you didn't you weren't like uh, programming to it. Um, a little bit. I I had my phone with me because I just can't help but just do something. Sure, but yeah. Um, for the most part, I was into the film. Fonzo, um, how about you? Did you uh, did you follow what was going on? I'm in the camp <laughs> with Harley. I uh, I was having a hard time watching. I woke up early to get to start watching him. I was falling back to sleep, and I and I'm a morning person, so I wake up <laughs> and that's when I watch. That's the best time where I get my movie watching. Right, everyone's asleep. I watch a movie. I'm great. I can't fucking. I was in a daze. I felt like Joaquin Phoenix every time he little. I was falling. I wake up I'm like. What the fuck is going on? I have a feeling if I even watched it awake, I was still going, what the fuck is going on? Because I kept asking myself, what the fuck is going on in this movie? I couldn't help it. I like Joaquin as Phoenix. I liked him in this role. I thought he was really good in it. But it was just so, like, I didn't know what was going on. There you know was what? so much going on. The whole it. movie had this feeling of the pothead um, paranoia. And he even references it in the film, like he write it, wrote it down in his book. Yeah, but it is right. subtle. It, it, it's it not is like right. very, very subtle yeah. because it's like he's got this paranoia, but it's turning out to be real. 
and he tries to convince his his cop, you know, Bigfoot, and he's like, "Shut the fuck up!" You know, you're you know, you're just doped right. up. It's but it's but it's it's actually happening. So right. I don't know. But it's, it's the fun. '60s, man. Like, who didn't lit up, right? I mean, it was just like, oh everywhere. yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Um, what? <laughs> um, yeah, and Roland's terrific in it too. He's fucking out of control. Um, <laughs> that one scene. Okay, well, it really just threw me off when he broke that door down. He's just all pissed off. He's like, dude, you just broke oh, my door. It just starts I, eating the wheat. I'm like, I don't know if you made I that. I watched that right? last. I no, no, no. That's the very last scene of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I did watch the last like two or three minutes of the movie just to sort of just to see. Yeah, yeah, just to see it. Yeah, because um, I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but but one of my favorite scenes is when fucking Josh Bigfoot's wife gets on the phone and starts yelling at Hawking Phoenix, and he's just like, Yo, oh, God, he just so goes, funny. Well, he called me. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's, you have no, he he's like, there's no fucks given at all whatsoever. Like uh-huh. she can keep going, and he's just like, what, like. Why are you yelling at? Wait, what? Why are you yelling at? He fucking called me. Like, why are you? And he just hangs up. She's like, yeah, and you know these bills, these, these, the, the fucking uh, the copay would be big uh, enough to choke a fucking horse. And just that shit made me laugh. I don't know why. Just because Joaquin's just the way he said it was like, well, he, he's kind of whispered it. Well, he called me. Like, he's the, like just living that like life where like, like um. Like one of the like a role where someone's always drunk, right? They're almost invincible, right? Where it's kind of funny, but they can get away with a lot of shit because they're drunk, you know. They can say outlandish things, and he just was he just that character that throughout, right? Almost like like kind of like fear and loathing, you know, where they're always yes. fucking high. Yes. Um, did, you, did you get feeling? Did you get like mm-hmm. a? I totally got that feeling. Yeah. But in that one, they really. I saw. Turned I, I, I I almost I almost started enjoying it when we're introduced to martin short and the cocaine <laughs> yes. scene he was awesome mm-hmm. and i was like all right this is fun but the problem is is the screenplay so the screenplay is not concise i mean it's it's all over the place like it doesn't make sense like you you i mean i really tried to focus on the first know, 20 man. minutes of it the film and i did me. i had what's that I said, I don't know. I was, I had no problem following it. It was well. You're, it was a conspiracy you're a theory com- movie. You're a fucking computer program, <laughs> and I'm a human being, right? So, I've, I've focused, did not, and I'm, I mean, granted, I'm a retard. I'm, I'm a retard. As Fonzo pointed it. out, I didn't walk for my high school graduation. No, no, uh, no, 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 negative, sir. You two are the college graduates. I am only a high school graduate. You two should have known. You should have known what's going on in this movie. Harvey. I'm watching the You movie. have no excuse, you college graduate motherfucker. No shit. I got, I'm 25, 30 minutes in this film, and all I know <laughs> is that Joaquin Phoenix is a drug addict, but we haven't seen him do a lot of drugs, so he's kind of like a stoner or something, I get the feeling. I'm pretty sure he's a private investigator. I'm not quite sure what his relationship with Josh Brolin's character is. Like we get that one scene where he wakes up next he's been he's been clubbed and he, he wakes up next to the dead body and like <laughs> God, all funny. of LA police is like staring at him and then yeah. and then all of a sudden he like lets him go and they're like buddies. I'm like, what? And then who fucking clubbed him? And then but this is the problem. I don't know what's going on during the film, but I don't care. and that's Mm. that's the problem i never went back to read the wikipedia 
plot because I didn't care. Maybe some of the performances, while they're not bad, they're too subtle. So Joaquin Phoenix's performance is good, but it's it's easy. He's not. He's just. It's like it's like how it's, I know. I go back to sort of like complaining about when somebody plays a drunk. Like, how hard is it to play a drunk? It can't be that hard, right? Well, how hard is it to kind of stumble around and play a stoner? You film yourself pretending to be drunk or pretending to be well, high. Well, if you've never been drunk Put it or on YouTube. acting, yeah. Put it on YouTube and we'll decide. I don't know. It just felt like it couldn't have been that hard for Joaquin Phoenix to play that role. And I just genuinely, like, didn't... I wasn't invested in his character. I didn't care. I agree Josh Brolin's character is entertaining because he's so sort of... He isn't subtle like everybody else is super, super subtle. And he's the least subtle out of all the characters. He's just super intense and he's, like, always eating and drinking and shit. I saw the one scene where his, his kid's, like, pouring him booze. And then he drinks it and he says, go to bed. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so there's, He's like, why am I going to bed? I'm still working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's some weirdness like that. And I get, like, I get the attraction to that quirkiness. But I still am not enjoying the film. I'm not. I, I'm chuckling here and there. <laughs> but there's not a clear enough story. Like, like his ex-girlfriend's missing, I think. And then, like, Tony, help me out. Like, well, what's okay, the his ex-girlfriend missing. That was like his the, the paranoia, right, of the time because everybody's high, and she just she just you know dis you know like she didn't get kidnapped or anything. She just went away. Um, <clears throat> but she was kind of like this play the, the a plaything. She was just a sex toy for these you know the mafia oh, drug the, guys. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, swastika guy. Like she, she was right, just right. bounced around. She was from for Mickey Mick. Um, they, like that's all she was. Like he had all those ties with all the girls on it. That's how many girls that he just, he just you know abused. Um, so he was a bad. You know, he, he was. But the girls, it was one of those the girls are Stockholm syndrome type thing where they think they love it. They think they're in love with him. Um, but that's what that's what that side of the story is. Um, what was I going to say? I was just looking through the quotes and like, you're saying that stuff isn't fun. What he, sh- he shoots down the staircase at that guy. And he's like, did I hit you? Like just, he's asking the guy if he hit him. That fucking, that, that was hilarious to me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I would, there's this, I was reading on Wikipedia. Robert Downey Jr. was reported oh, yeah. to be interested. In it. Would, do you think it would have been any better if it was a, not Joaquin being a walk in no. the park for him. No, I, I, the, 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 the strength of the film is the casting. The weakness of the film is it's two and a half hours of, oh, this is why fought Tony likes it because it's nonstop dialogue. Um, yeah, there's and a lot it, of dialogue. And it doesn't feel like there's any, like, like reveals sort of throughout the film. It yeah. just feels like, they're so They're okay. Just continually going on and going there's, on and going on. There's and little parts sort of, like... of the movie that I think keep me interested in in it because of the subtlety of it. Like, um, remember Koi? No. 
Coy was played by fuck. What the hell's his name with the busted nose? Owen Wilson. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, he's at a dinner and there's a with, with a band that he's in, right? And they're all at a table and there's pizza on the table and everybody's reaching in for a piece and Dennis takes a picture. I had to pause it at that scene. I was like, wait. This looks so familiar. It's The Last Supper. Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper. They recreated it on screen. There's like subtle little things like that. Like um, they say, what's up, Doc? There's a Bambi (laughs) character. There's a Mickey character. And there's a Petunia character. Now, the Petunia one I I read from uh, the the trivia. Mm -hmm. But like they're all cartoon characters. Like little things like that. I just that that just kept popping out at me. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I think throughout the movie there's little that 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 just kept me into it well absolutely Um, because you're 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 enjoying it all through so you're already in for the ride and then any little thing too it's just going to fuel it for you like it anymore but Mm -hmm. fortunately for me and harley they were were just having a hard time with it and not getting it and even though i'd like some of the performances um it for me it still wasn't enough for me to enjoy like i said it was so did you did you follow the storyline did you like know what was going on or were you kind of like always like what the fuck yeah, I um, a lot of time I was, but like I said, I I would um, I would I would fall asleep for like five ten minutes and then wake up and then oh. try to figure out what was going on. So there's big chunks of it that I'm missing, like the part in the trailer that I where he was ordering that food and he kept ordering it over and over again, which I thought was funny. I never I didn't get to see. So, um, but like like you, Harley, I didn't care to go back. You know? Yeah. Because I kept looking at the time point. and saw how long it was. I'm like, fuck, man. I really don't want to rewind it. It's going to yeah. make it even that much more longer. I'll just see if I can figure it out. Um, um, yeah. It's just, you know. Now, did you finish it? I finished it. I remember. And did it it's sort a, of like, did the end kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, I mean, for his character, like, I, I always thought, like, he, even though he was the way he was, he still was good at what he did. Right, I mean, he like, I mean, he he didn't get to where he was like for not being a PI. I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, if, if he was really a stoner, wouldn't he be doing something else or more? Maybe not as, I don't know. Like, um, did he have to really work so hard? Because he's a functional... part where he's talking to Reese Witherspoon, he's getting these files, and right. he's he, he almost he's a little naive about it. They're like, oh yeah, we can fucking files one every time we want. We can just read them. He's like, really? It's like, yeah, here, you know. And he starts reading. So he's well, doing his work and everything, but um. Are you gonna say Oh, well, you said something like, a, "Why is he working so hard?" Mm-hmm. It's for his girlfriend Shasta. Gotcha. Okay. You know, because she came to him at the beginning, and he's just, just kind of like eh. chicky bangs that, that that comes over, and she's like fucking massaging his cock with her foot. Yes. For like exactly. ten minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene was incredible. That scene was like nothing <laughs> I've ever seen. I mean, this, this, the 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 the, the uh, what this woman could do with her feet, Harley, is incredible. <laughs> right, Tony. Foot fetishes would love this movie. <laughs> no, but she's like naked. You can see like like the that parental guide I read where she her hands down there, and it's obviously implying some, you know. And you're right. thinking like, really, dude? You gonna do it? I think, and then he just just forces her. He just throws her on the couch. Like, oh, okay, there you go. I was gonna say, no man can resist, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But and that was the kind of weird scene too. Because they're just talking. It's just the. I mean, it was like one shot, and she's just like talking. Oh, the whole it was time. great. And, yeah. It's just yeah, it's, it's it's I mean it's kind of hypnotizing, but like I said, it still wasn't enough for me to enjoy it at all, or even try to go back to watch. I mean, like I said, I love, I the, watch I love Reese Witherspoon, I love the people in it, but it's just ah, it's funny. Know. Like the more we talk about it, the more I want to watch it again. 
Well, well, see, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's a dollar. I'd buy yeah. that for a dollar. For now, I'll give it a waste of time unless I can find some way to finally finish it one time. But for now, I have to <laughs> give it a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. And uh, any movie that I can't finish, it's a pile of shit. That is wow. one big pile of shit. Wow. Ooh, all over the board on this one. No yeah. kidding. That's amazing. I'm sorry, but, like, if I can't finish the no, movie. No, hey, man, that's, yeah, dude, hey, fucking, you've, you know. You, you've annoyed me. It's anno- <laughs> it, it is officially annoying me because it feels like it's not about, the film's not about entertaining. It's about, like. Antonio's like entertained, so you can't it's say like that. A, like, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, but none of the people. Some people like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, what did I, okay. Um, the director described the book as beautifully written stuff mixed in with the best fart jokes and silly songs that you can imagine. Yeah, I read there that too. And that's how I felt about the movie. That explains Tony. That ex- I mean, one of my fa- I paused the thing and did a search online when the guy said, it smells like a patchouli fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He fucking, Josh Brolin <laughs> like, said that. Yeah, Josh He's Brolin like, said that. take a shower. You smell like a fucking patchouli fart. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, laugh like, like, why right, would they it. just randomly, like, what, why would, and I'm like, what is a patchouli? <laughs> what is a patchouli? I had to look it up. Yeah. Oh, man, how funny. Yeah. Like I said, this flat top, incredible. So, but. Yeah. Not enough. No. Not, not enough. So, let's go to, all the way to the other spectrum, to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to 2009, to a little horror flake that was only 97 minutes long. And it's titled Friday the 13th. That didn't go any differently. Directed by Marcus Nispel, who's famous for making a bunch of music videos at the time. Yeah. A group of young adults discover a boarded-up Camp Crystal Lake where they soon encounter Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. Now, Tony, totally, would you call this a restart? Speaking of restarts. I don't know enough. I don't remember the original enough. Okay. So, I don't know. Gotcha. And it, it defines a remake. I mean, it's... Right, I mean, it's giving a new it's, like origin story and all that. Yeah, I mean the good night, kiddo. The uh, original Friday the Thirteenth. Spoiler alert: the killer is the mom. Correct. The first one, correct. Miss Pamela. So Bulls. yeah, so this one, the killer is in fact Jason Voorhees. They kind of uh, skip that. They do mention, like, they do reference, like, her yeah. head being in that like hole that the kid finds. Because she got decapitated in the first one, so it's almost kind of like it's almost like fanfare. Like, hey, if you know the the original, here's a little, you know. But that's just they just wanted to go straight to Jason, right? They just kind of wanted to skip over that. Um, yeah. So I had seen this before, and I was kind of mixed at the time. Yeah, um, it's interesting. But, you point you picked it as extra credit. Well, well here's the thing. Yeah, because um, I had been reading a lot of articles, and there's there was um, talks about. Remakes and stuff, and horror remakes, and and some some people were fifty fifty on it. Some people were like, you know, after rewatching it, it's not that bad. I actually enjoyed it. Did it so? I, and people that like really respect in the horror community, I was thinking, I was like, huh, okay, now, let me give it a shot again. Let me get a chance again. And then the really reason I wanted to watch it again was because I it, it finally showed up on my cloud again on my iTunes movie account because <laughs> for the longest time it was fucking missing. So so then finally came back. I'm like, ah, there it is. I can finally watch it again. So um. But I, after watching it again, I, uh, you know, I was entertained. I wasn't bored. Um, it's like, it's, it's almost, it's like the predecessor to like these horror movies that come out now. 
Um, Predecessor, you think? Well, like the look of it, like the, how it goes, where everything's super glossy, like the like how the Texas Chainsaw remake was. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. say it might have been the same director. Um, but I think what I like more about it is it's a slasher flick. Everything you know, everything that's hot right now in horror is ghost stories. Everything's about ghost stories. And mm-hmm. I got an extra credit, a Poultry Guys remake I can talk about later. But everything's ghost stories now. Everything's that's what's big. You know, The Conjuring, you know, blew it right. up. And then it's been, it's just, it's everywhere, right? Marcus so, Nispel did direct the Texas Chainsaw Massacre no in wonder. 2003. Yes. Five yeah. years before he directed Friday the 13th. Yeah, but he still has that same look. Well, so so the reason why I brought that up is because you could argue it's not the predecessor. It's just yeah, simply yeah, because that, that one came out first, right? Because yeah. I think the Nightmare on Elm Street one came out too. But out of all those, I think this was probably my favorite out of all those. I mean, I didn't, I, I couldn't stand the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street one. And yeah. the I never, one got, I never ended off. up watching it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this one, like, um, I, I think I, I, um, I think what it, and what people really enjoy about the Friday Thirteen series is like how creative can Jason get with his kills, right? And, and kill a bunch of dumb teenagers and doing dumb teenager shit, right? And it's super easy premise and it fucking sells and it does and it's he's got so many sequels. Um, but in, but so with new with the new one, let's see, like, how can we make it different? How can we make it better? For one, he um, he survived out there in the woods by himself um, because we can see because mm-hmm. he. Um, He's got some badass Hawkeye skills with the archery, with, the, with some bow yeah. arrows. Yeah, and, I, uh, I mentioned that one to Chris when we were watching it. I was like, "That would be impossible." Yeah. Well, you know, you close you, you always close one eye when you shoot, right? Like, so. No, that's right. He doesn't need both eyes. Yeah, see. Doesn't need depth. <laughs> he's badass with a machete, and he doesn't have to walk super slow. He kind of he kind of runs. He's a little faster, you know. So it's like you know he's not gonna wait for someone to trip. He's like, no, I'm gonna fucking run up to you, you know. So I um and then and then um and it's got that dude that just just like was born to play a fucking douchebag, right? He was a douchebag in Transformers. He's a douchebag in here, he drives Escalade, he invites people over his house and he's just being a fucking complete prick to everybody. Um and uh especially to Jared Pedalecki, who seems a little too tall for that motorcycle. But we can uh get into it a little bit later. <laughs> um but like I said I enjoyed it. I love the kills, I love me some titties, so I um I had fun with it. Um, what'd you guys think? Was this your first, I believe this was your first time, both of you guys watching this? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, I, I had said that oh. when you picked it, and then about halfway through the film, I said, I've seen this before. But it was so goddamn forgettable that I... Oof, I'm guessing I, Harley had a, I, he had a bad I just... Well, I won't say. I'm gonna go with Tony first. I'm gonna go with Tony because because I forgot about the first time. So maybe the second viewing gave me something a little different. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear let's hear from the person that's let's watch it for the first time then. Yeah. Twenty minutes of slasher kills, and then I get the title screen. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm cool. (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. I agree with that. That was was cool filmmaking. Yeah. 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 I was like, um, my roommate. My roommate walked by, and I was like, "It's only like 18 minutes of the film, and three people have died." And she said, "It was a black guy, right?" I was like, "Oh shit! There's no black people in this movie. What the fuck?" <laughs> and then the title That's screen right. came up, and I was like, "Oh, now we'll get a black guy, right?" Not only we get a black guy, we get the Chinese dude too. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, there it we is." We get all the minorities. <laughs> 
Minus <laughs> Hispanics. He doesn't have minorities anymore. But you know. no, yeah. What's yeah? What's cool is like that's the thing, right? You get you had that one first group in the beginning, uh-huh. and your other group and afterwards. Yeah, Actually, I, I, I was like, okay, I'm in it. It's, it's slasher film. Bring on the deaths. Bring them on. Bring them on. You know, just just do it. Um, you get a, you get a sleeping bag death. Like that's just. I like... know. Okay, so he, he was going around <laughs> with machete, just like slashing people, right? I was like, okay, so he's just gonna make sure they die. All right, and then he drags her out, and I'm like, okay, he probably just stabbed her. And then we come back to it, and she's fucking hanging from a tree over fire. I'm like, okay, this guy's fucking evil. All right, yes. I'm back into it. <laughs> it's cause yeah. a monster, you know. Yeah. While um, the dude's her boyfriend's like strapped, strapped on a bear claw, like his foot's like oh, rip, rip, rip off. Yeah. Yeah. What I love well, about that is when he takes the machete to his head, how does he remove the machete from his skull? What does he do? He spartas him. He plants his fucking ten size fucking boot upon his fucking face and just like, pushes it off to so yes. take his machete out. I'm like, that is badass. <laughs> that so is cool. interestingly, <laughs> I'm watching the movie and I'm going, this movie isn't that gory. Like, we've seen a lot more gory slasher films than this yeah i mean you get the machete kill and you get the burned alive in the in the the tent and you get the the machete in the head when the girl's in the water which by the way she does have great tits uh but the other chick who we comment on her tits she does have even better tits like her tits perfect nipple placement yes absolutely that's the title of the show (laughs) (laughs) so but but in but Lane's in actuality, in considering, now. like, what was the uh, the Evil Dead remake? You guys remember that one? Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. That's, like, the bloodiest okay, that film one, of yeah. all time. That yeah. one makes this movie look like a Disney movie. Like, this mm-hmm. is so tame compared to that. And I've seen a lot of movies that make this film seem tame. And... And uh, so that was one thing that kind of like caught me off guard. I was like, this movie isn't that graphic, actually. So um, I thought it was I thought that added to that slick feel of the movie where it's not mm. it doesn't feel dirty. It just feels mm-hmm. slick. And he killed yeah. everybody in a very slick way. Like a like throat it, it, slash, a narrow to the eyeball. Right. Um, it's very, yeah, very like sharp, precise. Top of the skull, cut, and you on just top of the it. antlers. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The flying ass. Yeah, I don't because I don't know if you guys remember Freddy vs Jason, but when he kills somebody, it's like when he kills that one boyfriend in the bed, he shanks him like ten times in the back of the bed, right. and then he squeezes the bed to bend the dude in half backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fucked yeah. up, right? Yeah, like uh-huh. he's just angry in that one. Like this one, I think he's just like learning to get creative. Like he's just this is a, he's just still a noob, right? He's just learning how to get his kills going. Right, right? and I think like you practice with the first ones, you know, mm-hmm. but the sequels yeah, will get better. Maybe that's what it is. Because <laughs> like the most angry death I saw, I think was the axe and then he went up and stepped on the guy's back so it comes out the other side yeah i was like okay that's kind of cool because yeah, that's the one that do that hit him and he you know he's like he's like right he didn't die i was like what i didn't kill yeah. somebody in one hit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like i'll show you <laughs> yeah but yeah you're right it wasn't it, we've been uh desensitized to gore so much that this was like right. eh. And in 09, yeah, I mean, you think, you know, it's rated R, so they had the free to do it, so I'm surprised they didn't, but, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, I, halfway through the film, I realized, oh, yeah, I've seen this movie before. Fonzo, you pointed out the uh, monkey fucking a football, and uh, I noticed that, too. But what? And, uh, 
<laughs> a monkey, a monkey fucking a football is uh, uh, somebody on a motorcycle who's way too big for it. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did I say monkey? Yeah. If you ever, if you ever see a guy <laughs> who's like me on a tiny motorcycle or like a scooter or something, you say that's a monkey fucking a football. So. I see. Because he can't. Okay, so it wasn't me, right? He did look awkwardly. Yes. On it, right? okay. Yes, he is. It's like a little triumph or something like that. Yeah. And, you borrowed uh, your yeah. sister's bike? What, what, what is going on there? <laughs> you, they couldn't find you a bigger bike? Yeah. So halfway through the film, I'm like, oh, that's right. I've seen this, right? Yeah, that's right. The guy, it's like the annoying jock guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I remember watching Cabin in the Woods and going, Oh, that's right. This is the exact movie that Cabin in the Woods is basically making fun of. Right. Exactly. The Cabin in the Woods, right? This movie. The party. This movie, literally the screenplay, every page is how can we fill in the bad slasher trope? Because the minority, the black guy, the, the, uh, like virgin, uh, is the one that kind of like survives kind of thing towards the, to the bitter end. Um, the list of tropes goes on and on. And between that and the lack of real, genuine, intense gore, the movie doesn't do anything that a bunch of other movies have done way better over the years. And, and that's why I remember. As I was watching it going, oh, that's right. This movie is so forgettable because while it's not like it's not done terribly compared considering what it is, it just isn't memorable enough to ever want to watch it again. There's just so many movies that I'd rather watch. And um, that's that's unfortunately the sort of like the the taste that the film leaves in my mouth is just sort of this really just forgettable like nothing's offensively bad but nothing's entertaining enough to to want to really recommend it either kind of thing so but again it's uh, this isn't really my genre either right you know what i mean it was um i think it was pretty much the the same old go-to programming type movie where Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a little entertainment. It's it passes the time, um, but only on the first run through. If you've never seen it before, anything that you if you've had these images in your head already, it I, I, there's like there's nothing bringing me back to this movie. Maybe just to like about five seconds of the movie at a time on pause, but that's about mm. it. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's very forgettable, um, and no way I would want to return to it, but. I was entertained at least because I'd never seen it because I had n- none of these images were in my head. So it's like, like, you know, flipping through a magazine at the doctor's office. You're just looking for new stimulus and that's all it was. <laughs> Did you say so, nude stimulus? Yes. <laughs> I look for nude stimulus at the doctor's office. Cause you got it. <laughs> Come on. Highlights magazine. <laughs> like, no, there's nothing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's barely, barely worth it at least the the pacing was for the kills was was mm-hmm. high yeah um 
the ending was kind of like meh just because he's going through a fucking you know <laughs> spoiler yeah. alert and then, really yeah it's and I was like bah. well and that's that's that cliche that we've seen so many so many times yeah um and it's just yeah it's it's for me it's it's boring it it drives me nuts it annoys me yeah there i don't think there's any way i could watch this without programming which i did do so Yeah. So it gets so, by. What? So what would you give it? I give a, a dollar's worth of my change and my card, you know, that I find between the seats. I'd buy that for a dollar. Same here. I'd buy that for a dollar. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately it gets a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. Man, Harley not doing so good this week. And I didn't watch any extras. Did you guys catch anything? Nothing. I quickly, um, I told Kylie that uh, Poltergeist was up, and uh, I told her she wanted to watch it. She said, yeah, so we put it in. You guys remember this, the original, right? Yeah, we watched it not long ago, and I remember mm-hmm. it was the first run-through for me, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, this one, you know, pretty much, like I said, um, is a remake. A family whose suburban home is haunted by evil forces must... Come together to rescue their youngest daughter after the apparitions take her captive. I don't know if you guys saw the trailers for anything, but I Sam Rock Sam Rockwell plays the father, and we're oh, all fans. Uh, we're all fans yeah. of Sam Rockwell. Does he dance here's in it? A, here's the thing: he plays Sam Rockwell in the movie. So, <laughs> I mean, he's a cool actor. He's a cool guy. But in this movie, when his daughter is taken away, she's inside the television. He doesn't seem too worried about it. He's like, just dancing and eating and shit. Yeah, he brings up like the the people that are gonna fucking help find her. They're going up the stairs, and he's like, uh, "Hey, would you guys like some sandwiches?" And Amy and me and Amy are looking at each other like, "Why the fuck would he ask him for sandwiches? Your fucking daughter's in the TV." Like, he just acts like nonchalant. Like he acts like Sam Rockwell, and it really pulls you off of the film. Like mm, the movie's huh. the movie's not that the movie's not that good, anyways. But. Um, it's just, he just makes, I mean, he's a good actor, so it's weird to say this, you know, but, um, it really throws you off and they, they try to do new things with technology and stuff, but I just give me my original, this one, this one, pointless remake didn't have to be made. I don't think, I don't know how well it did, but, um, yeah, to me, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. All right. I, uh, I who who um? What were you gonna say? I was gonna tell you. Uh, they never issued the budget for it, oh, uh, yeah. but it made uh, forty-seven million dollars domestically. Of course, it did. So uh, that's not very good. Yeah, so. well. But who has homework next week? I do. Ooh. And I found something. Oh. A jaded Japanese woman discovers a hidden copy of Fargo on VHS, believing it to be a treasure map indicating the location of a large case of money. 2014, 105 minutes, Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. It's got a 6.8 on IMDb. Written and directed by the same guy plus another co-writer. So, I don't know. I, I, I read about it and I... It, it was one of those, you know, like offbeat movies that people were recommending. Um, and it references Fargo. So I'm like, you know what? Why not? I'm going to give it a shot. Is Unless when you go fucking watch it. It's, it's foreign, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. It's fucking the chick from Pacific Rim. 
Rinko Kikuchi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, cool. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds off. The, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well. Let's do it written directed. Why not? Sounds interesting. It's cool. It was either it was either that or Minions. <laughs> you know, of course, of course you guys can watch Minions. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That's different. What do you got for extra credit, Harley? I'm gonna give you uh, I'm gonna give you a choice of uh, three World War Two films. Oh jeez. <laughs> one's uh, from 1963, one's from 1967, and one's from 1998. One is uh, The Great Escape, starring Steve McQueen, 8.3 on on IMDb. One is The Dirty Dozen, starring uh, uh, Charles Bronson, Lee Marvin, Jim Brown, a bunch of, bunch of people you'd recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a 7.8 on IMDb. The Great Escape's got an 8.3. And then finally, 1998 is uh, Saving Private Ryan. Mm, and I will, I will... Uh, pick a tiebreaker. I have a preference, but I will. What was the uh, What was the first one you said? The Great Escape, nineteen sixty three. Uh, Steve McQueen, eight point three. Allied prisoner of war is planned for several hundred of their number to escape from a German camp during World War Two. So, and then the Dirty Dozen, I believe, is based on a book. Uh, mm. Not sure. I think the Dirty Dozen is a book, or the uh, the masterpiece Steven Spielberg's Saving Private Ryan. Which will it be, fellas? Tony, you got a preference? Um, let me think. For me, it's going to be between The Great Escape and Dirty Dozen. So you want to? You're going the '60s, right, Fonzo? I think we saw The Great Escape not too long ago. Remember, remember Steve McQueen we, doing his own stunts, jumping over barbed wire in a motorcycle? We, we haven't watched it on the pod. I haven't reviewed it on the podcast. I, it's one of those. Sure? Words, I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, seeing yeah. it. It's, it's old enough where I kind of don't even really remember a whole lot. It's more extra credit. or It's more homework for me than extra credit. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I think Dirty Dozen sounds more fun. Yeah. Kill them German officers. Okay. Sounds like a... I don't know, it reminds me of the... Uh, Glorious uh, Bastards? Glorious Bastards, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Dirty Dozen it is. Cool. So, Tony, would you let us know who the winner of the movie Fantasy League is for this week? Yeah. All right. So, our weekly, we've got four participants because the fifth one... Forgot to participate. Mm. We got. Don't blame it on me. Um, <laughs> we've got eighty million, then eighty million and thirty six thousand. Then we have eighty million and three hundred fifty thousand. Wait, wait, wait! There was literally only thirty six thousand dollars separating between two of the contestants. There was two, like about two hundred. No, three hundred and ten thousand separating wow. third place and fourth place. Hmm. Between third place and second place. It's one million, so eighty-one million in that one, and then between second place and first place, it's ten million at ninety-two yeah. million. It's because somebody picked 
um, um, the Jurassic World and the other movie as the carryover and not um, Terminator or the other new film. Because in, so Correct. I should almost do box office mojo before. Yeah. Because it can almost because it give lines you, up. There was a big surprise that um, uh, Jurassic World and Inside Out both did better than Terminator Genesis and uh, uh, Mike, Mike uh, whatever the fuck the the Magic Mike. So that was uh, that was a big that was a kind of a surprise. <clears throat> so that's where I thought I, I I'm pretty sure I lost because I. I think I left out Inside Out, or I left out Jurassic World. So correct. Go ahead, you had Tony. Magic Mike in its place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had Magic Mike, Spy, San Andreas, Dope, Love and Mercy, and Pitches, Pitch Perfect Two. Well, you had Terminator Genesis and Inside Out. Also, you know those were first two, <clears throat> and that puts you at fourth place. Yeah. Carlin's at Clavage or Teal. <laughs> He had Inside Out and then two screenings of Magic Mike. Mm. Two screenings mm. of Max. One screen of Spy and two of me and Earl and the Dying Girl. So he didn't do Jurassic World or Terminator. Genesis. Or Terminator. He, he done he, fucked up, but he still beat me. Because he got, yeah, he had Magic Mike and Max in there twice. Mm. Wow. Then for second and first place, all right. So second place had Terminator. Magic Mike, Jurassic World, Max, San Andreas, Insidious, Avengers, and Mad Max. So you skipped Inside Out. Right. And then first place got Terminator, Inside Out, Jurassic World, Spy, Ah. and two screenings of San Andreas. You lucky bastard. You just knew that Magic (laughs) Mike wasn't going to fucking make enough money. Yep. That's that's what won it was leaving Magic Mike out. That's right. So I, I whooped all your asses at $92 million. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, congratulations, sir. Give Thank yourself you a round of applause. And you won, wait. you won last week, too, right? Right. right yep. So Two weeks. So the, what I'm gathering is, Fonzo, you're fucking terrible at this game. I'm hey, going to second. have to say go fuck it. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Yeah, so we're and catching then, up. And then what comes out next week? Uh, next week we got Minions. Oh, the my Gallows. God, how mm. much money is that motherfucking movie gonna? If I could make? put that on there eight times. I would. <laughs> yes, that's and you would be smart to do such. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Minions, the Gallows. That'll. That's a, a, a horror film. Yeah. I ain't going to do shit. Yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, cool. So we don't have to go to the box office. It kind of narrows it down right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was um, kind of an interesting surprise. I thought. Yeah. Um, I I thought that um, Magic Mike would do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't do as well as Terminator Genesis in... Terminator Genesis did not do well, considering this is a big summertime. It only made $27 million. Um, Jurassic World only made 29 and Inside Out also made 29 um, So it was it was a slow weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Terminator Genesis and Magic Mike came out on Wednesday. So um, that that could have affected it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because there's been some bad reviews of Terminator Genesis. I've heard some pretty bad things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've never seen any. Is this the second Magic Mike film or the third? Second. It's the second one. It's the second one. Okay, yeah. so I never saw the first one. So, um, but the first one was a kind of a surprise hit that made fuck tons of money. So. Yeah. So, Tony, I was going to ask you real quick, um, just getting into the weekends, are you all moved in now? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all moved in. The We actually, um, I finished sooner than I thought we would. Um, we the we got the truck, the U-Haul on Thursday. Um, but actually, we got the keys, we got the keys on Tuesday. And pretty much, like, we did a few loads in the car that night. Then Wednesday night, we did it again, through did a few more loads. Thursday, we got the big U-Haul, not a big one. We got the smallest U-Haul that we, that wasn't the van. Um, did about four trips. Um, and, uh, we're able, we're, we were able to get all the big stuff. Uh, my brothers helped out. And then we finished on Friday with all the small stuff in the cars, cleaned, cleaned up, and then spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday just unpacking and, setting everything up um but now yeah now, now it's all i mean I, I all the normal shit is unpacked and now it's just all my junk that's in in like bins and buckets scattered up here and there so um yeah i've got all the junk that's left and i'm taking my sweet ass time <laughs> but um yeah yeah so uh yeah. soon soon enough we'll we'll have people over we'll start we'll have like a housewarming thing and invite people nice. over but very cool right yeah nice yeah i just had a sort of i got um fourth of july weekend you know had some fireworks set off that yeah. barbecue went over to um um amy's brother's house matt's house they had a little thing going with the pool and, and a little barbecue action so we went there for a little bit they live in la casa so they have to go too far they came back around five our neighbor our neighbors were having a little thing so we brought some food over they had fireworks so we light them up going back and forth. So that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but I think other than that, like I said, Kylie's still here. So she, before she leaves, she leaves on Wednesday. She wanted to have a bonfire. So tomorrow we'll have a bonfire. Um, but other than that, it's, um, I tried showing her it follows, but she said it was too boring. Huh. She sat through a poultry guy, but it follows was too boring. I think she might have been a little too scared personally. <laughs> who knows? Um, you know. These kids aren't going to tell you things these days. So. Well, I mean, you know, the content of the movie is a bit adult. Yeah. And so you, as a, I imagine as as a kid, you kind of don't want to hear that, you know, the scary. Yeah. You're yeah, already, exactly. yeah, people may, are already yeah. scaring you. That's what, that's what I'm so. saying. Yeah. Should scare. See, she should watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my, well, what about you, Carly? Not a crazy last, like, five, six days. Um, uh, I think Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, me and uh, the girls and Chris went up to Salem, Oregon, which is uh, it's about five hours away. She had to go up there for uh, work. She has to go up, excuse me, she has to go up there once a month for work. And, uh, so she had, she went up there for work 
and uh, me and me and the girls weren't doing anything, so we went with her. So um, kids have this bizarre like love for swimming in pools. They can just swim in fucking pools forever. You know, all of our swimming is in lakes, and um, uh, but they had a pool. You know, and it was hot up in Oregon. It's been hot here in NorCal and in Oregon. It's been in the nineties, mid nineties, low hundreds for a couple weeks now. Today it was ninety five degrees or something like that. Damn. Yeah. So we went up with Chris and uh, basically just hung out in a fucking hotel for two two nights. Um, but it was cool. It was yeah. chill. And then. Um, you know, kids love fucking hotels. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. It's I like, can I, love it. yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, they, I, it, I think part of it is I just let them kind of like jump. Like we had two queens, right? Two queen size mattresses. And there's like four feet in between. And I literally let the kids like jump from one mattress to the next. Uh-huh. But they they were doing it, and it was they were far enough apart where they would do it. They would actually slide the mattress off the box spring a little bit, you know. Um, so I, you kind of let the kids run wild in hotels because what the fuck are they going to do? Kick you out? No, exactly. So, um, so anyway, so that was cool. And then we got back like Thursday afternoon, and then Friday morning we took the kids down to Reading. Dropped them off at their mom's house, and me and Chris drove all the way out to Humboldt because they had one of those uh, like bass harvest concert shows, raves out on the coast that I went to a couple years back. And uh, this time, Chris went with me, and uh, so we basically camped just one night, and then the second night we stayed at my mom's house, and then uh, yesterday we got home and picked up the girls. And uh, we got home, and uh, so this is the first day we've been home for fucking week. So it just was like we were up in Oregon, and then we got home. We were home for literally less than 24 hours before we jumped back in the car and drove another. I mean, it's a four-hour drive out to my mom's house. So it was like five hours to Salem, five hours back, then 20, you know, 20 hours rest, and then four and a half hours to my mom's house, stay two days out there, and then we get back yesterday. So it, we've just been running nonstop since Tuesday last week. So, um, And considering it all went great, I mean, uh, you know, considering anything that could go wrong, you know, Murphy's Law, as they say, um, everything went really well. I mean, we had a really nice um, weekend out on the coast. Hanging out with a bunch of party animals and um, cool. Yeah, so happy birthday, yeah. America! Yeah, for sure. <laughs> happy birthday, America! We celebrated <laughs> our our independence. Your independence, and, uh, you damn right. Did a bunch. Of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> so, I guess that ends the next episode of Bad Boys Podcast. We're, yeah, we're definitely ranting on these movies. You just listen to episode 269. We, uh, we're confused as fuck, except if you're a computer, you can totally understand Inherit Vice. <laughs> we let it look warm like the crystal, the waters of Crystal Lake on Friday the 13th. And um, poultry guys, just stay away from it. It's um, This house is clean of evidence. Don't need to go in it. Um, I've been your host, Fonda, say we ride together. Harley, we uh, die together. MCP, bad boys for life. Ah!
That's somebody. Go, That's Harley. how you should fade out. Go, Harley, go. One, two, three to the folks. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the go. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. First of all, I can bust like a bubble. Hopping in long beats together, cause I know we're trouble. Ain't nothing but a thing, baby. Low death, crazy. Death is the label that pays me. Unfadeable, so please don't try to fade this.